Welcome back to another edition of the EDPC podcast. Eric Dobretz and Brian Coleman. Brian, we have a million things to talk about. It is a Tuesday. I was partying on Sunday playing cards with friends, so I blew you off. You did. Last night, last night you were watching Disney Plus with your kids or something. You have your phone on. So I blew you off. Yeah. We're very, we're very organized here at this podcast. Very organized. It is summer, though, so let's start. It is summer. I'm like, yeah, you know, give me a little more flexible. It's summer. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And we have a lot to talk about. I want to start a couple things that happened today. First, the Yankees hit with the COVID-19 virus again. Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery, the two uh, pitchers testing positive. Now, is it a coincidence that they were in Tampa Bay in Miami last week on a road trip when this happened? It's probably not. I don't know. Coincidence is the wrong word, but it probably doesn't help. Yeah, I think so. MLB's got to really rethink this a little bit about travel and, you know, Florida. I mean, if, if this keeps going, buddy, it could be ugly. You got to start putting down restrictions on areas. Like if that means you don't go to Florida, you don't go to Texas, then that means I, you know, or you, go, I don't you, think don't it's gonna happen. you don't leave your room. You don't right. leave your right. You don't leave your room. Uh, and again, I don't know. I don't want to get into this because everyone, for some reason, this is a hot button topic in this dumb country. I don't know the vaccination status of either of either players, so I don't they know. Are vac- they are vaccinated. They are okay. I did not know that. You were, you were, we were tapped in. You were wired into this. You did not break any HIPAA violations by learning that information. The general manager, Brian Cashman, called, deemed it a breakthrough case today. They're both breakthrough cases. Okay. Well, so. a lot of guys hanging around and probably, yeah, probably not, should not go out in Florida right now. Yeah. And the other news today, uh, we just talked about it briefly before we got on the podcast. Jacob DeGrom, the Mets ace, who has been. You know, I'm not bothered by some bumps and bruises throughout the year. When it comes to a pitcher's arm, you got to be very delicate. But, you know, listen, I, I like to tease you about the Mets, but this guy was on pace to having his best year of his career, and now he's telling us he has forearm tightness and some sort of elbow issue, but they can't find the problem, Brian. He's going to have an MRI again in 10 days. It doesn't look good for him to pitch again. This just sucks. It just sucks. Uh, I mean, I think he'll pitch again. I just don't know when. Well, I mean, this year. Yeah, he'll pitch this year. You do? You think so? I do. I, I, you know, if it goes another two weeks, it'll. Find, I mean, I don't know what. I mean, this is his career. I get it, but I mean, the Mets are, you know, treading water here in first place. They're playing what about five hundred balls since the All Star break? They are, uh, as of last night, they are twenty and twenty four over the last forty four games. So less than five hundred ball. Uh, we'll get into it. I guess this is a good jumping start as we get into the three local teams. If you want. Yeah, they haven't played well lately. They 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 have they don't look good. To, they're losing again tonight. They they have two problems. I mean, the pitching that's been really good for them is starting to tap out. Some of the pitchers that performed well are starting to not perform the way they performed earlier in the season when they were exceeding expectations, including the bullpen. They can't yep. get anybody healthy. So again, you know, they don't have Jacob Degrom now. We don't know when. They never got Noah Syndergaard back. We don't know if that's going to happen. Injuries upon the injuries are incredible. This pitching staff in this ball club. And the bigger issue is, is just, and I don't know why, they don't hit. I mean, they just don't hit. You know, we we talked about the balls and, you know, the sticky stuff. But, you know, you look around the major leagues. Brian, this is not just our two teams who are both Yankees and Mets fans here. There's a lot of people around baseball just not hitting, period. I I guess, and you're right, I haven't watched enough non-local teams. I just watched my local team, and it's not even a question of – Oh, we've gone over this, so I'm not going to beat this dead yeah. horse. We've been talking about it for months. It's not even a question of like getting the good wood on the ball or you know, line, you know, hitting the double plays. Although the Mets hit into a ton of double plays, 
Eric, he's like, you know, it'll be first and second and nobody out and they'll have a pop-up and a strikeout and a strikeout. I mean, we just got guys strike it out left, right, all over the place. Yeah. It's just can't even put the ball in play. It's boring. It's frustrating. And, again, the Mets are uh, – I defended them back at the All-Star break, but I think between the Mets and the Yankees, you were right and I was wrong. These are both kind of loud. They're, they're both technically over 500. Neither one of them is very good. No, they're not. But you know what? Maybe this Mets team and then, you know, <laughs> I'm watching the game right now and the right fielder for the Marlins just made a ridiculous game. Yeah, I guess it's the same thing. Sometimes it's luck, too. You know what I mean? Should have been a double. And this guy from the Marlins makes, you know, he's making this incredible grab on his on, on his tippy toes while he's running backwards. Like, give me a break. Looking like Roberto Clemente out in right field. Oh, my goodness. Just when it rains, it pours. So. And yet they're still technically in first place in a terrible division. So maybe it's the 73 Mets all over again. You know what I mean? You you're a couple games over 500. You're in it all year. And that's fun too. If you're in first place, who cares what your record is? You're right. Uh, I, I, I sound because I've watched them the last ever since Friday. And you're a little Debbie Downer, Brian. Let's pick I it am, up. You're we, right. I've been a Debbie Downer that they've been, they've been, they've, they've been crap the last week. Yep. They're boring. They keep getting hurt. There's no good injury news coming out of anywhere. Uh, the trade day, trade deadline was a hug and a slap, and we'll get into that. Um, yeah. And can I can I interrupt you for one second? Oh, please. please! I wish you would, or else I'll ramble all night. I, I, again, I just just for a little levity. I know I like to poke fun at you, but why did Taiwan Walker hit left-handed in his first at bat? Now he's up for a second time batting right-handed. Well, that's the other thing, Eric. And let's watch because I'm watching this too. Apparently, we're guessing because he's bunting with zero and two that he may have some sort of, uh, I don't want to say injury, but something's bothering him. So he's not going to be super aggressive with the bat. He's not going to swing, which yeah. is great. Boy, the National League, boy, the Major League Baseball is just brilliant. God, no, what, God forbid they add the university. Just really smart. So he's going to, I guess, maybe left-handed batting wasn't bothering him as, as much. Now, again, Eric, 0-2 pitch, he's bunting. And there's your strike three. Just giving up a bat. But no, no but, but, but no what? No, no, listen, though. Watching a pitcher hit in the double switch is fun. It, this is great baseball right here we just watched. So we can't have the DH in both leagues because watching a pitcher try to bunt an 0-2 pitch is much more fun than watching, you know, a Giancarlo stand or someone trying to Right, exactly. No, it's much better. It's really good for the game. It literally has the DH. I don't know what they do. And you know, that's uh, the other thing, too, the Mets. We'll talk about the trade deadline. Might as well. I mean, you know, that's where they, they do get screwed a little bit, too, because they could have added a big bat, but they mm -hmm. had nowhere to put them because they got guys playing out of position as it is. And with a DH, you can shuffle guys a little more. And they, I think they needed to add a bat. They got Bass, uh, Javi uh, Baez, who strikes out the most in the major leagues, but they could have done one more, you know? Yeah, they could have. Um, I was fine with the Baez trade. I know I actually like the trade. It's a good trade. Very good trade. He's um, famine. He's feast or famine. He can be a really dynamic player. He's fun. He's got a little hot dog in him with a yep. with extra with extra mustard, which I love for New York. So, and it, and it cracks the, me up because when he was a Cub, Gary Cohen would destroy him for not running the first. So I'm waiting for that to happen when he plays as a Met to see if the same type of uh, he, he he's already he, there's already a couple like where he jogs down slowly. So, uh, but yeah, what the Mets needed to do, and I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know how to grade the Mets. We'll get to the Yankees and the Mets and the Red Sox. I guess we'll start with the Mets and the trading deadline. They had to do something, which they did. They got Javi Baez, who is, I guess, will move over to second base when Francisco Lindor comes back, whenever that is, speaking of injuries. Yep. But they needed to add a pitcher. <clears throat> you have to add an arm. They, they didn't even go out and get bullpen help. and they, need, they needed something. And it's inexcusable. And I understand the 
prices for even rental guys was super high and they don't have the farm system that some teams do, but I don't have a, I don't know how you don't do it. If you have to overspend, it sucks, but I don't see how you, you go yeah. into Friday, you go into Saturday with you saying, sorry guys, we really, we had one pitcher who we opted to triple a, maybe he's a fifth starter, maybe. And we really didn't go out and get any veteran help for the bullpen. I don't know how you do it. I don't, I don't understand it. And, I, and listen, we texted about this a little bit over the weekend. I was stunned they didn't add a pitcher and not to get too inside baseball. But listen, like we talked about, when you have a chance to win, and here's the other thing, Brian, they knew DeGrom was hurt before the trading deadline. Yes. And they still did nothing. Yes. I, I and, and you, I understand. we talked about Barrios, and I, I you said the price side, but sometimes, you know what? You got to shit or get off the pot, as I said. If you want to win, just go do it. Yeah, and you know it's a gamble. And if it if it looks bad in three years, it looks bad in three years. But nobody knows how it's going to look in three years, um, because you know you don't know who these prospects are actually eventually going to be at, if they get to the major league level. And you know, even a guy like you mentioned, Barrios is a good young pitcher. I mean, I see guys like I just this is kind of lame. Like even try something. I see that John Lester. Now, maybe Washington didn't want to trade Lester within the division to the Mets, but I see a guy like John Lester who's pretty much shot. But if he could be another Rich Hill and give you a few innings as a left-hander instead he goes to St. Louis or Cardinals are going nowhere, it drives me nuts. Yeah, no, I agree. And listen, you there was, like I said, there was no – I mean, Scherzer was out there. You're not going to get him. Scherzer said he didn't want to come to New York. So yeah. if that's the case, then I'd say to the Mets and the Yankees and the hell with him. If he doesn't want to come here, to let him go play in L.A. I don't care. There's no one – I'm sitting here watching the Yankees beat the Orioles. There's no one on the Orioles really that was, you know, no, Kansas City have a picture. I, I don't know. You know, just – Yeah, I, Kansas tricky. City had a guy. It's tricky. You're right. It's tricky. But And the Dodgers got Scherzer and Trey, the, Trey Turner, but they paid a ton. But they don't care because the Dodgers are a great organization that at the minor league level has a ton of prospects. So they'll give you they'll give you a boatload of prospects. And, you know, it's funny uh, – a caller called. I was listening to Mad Dog today, and a caller called in and said, "Dog, you're getting soft in your old age because if this had been the Yankees making all these deals with a 290 million dollar payroll, you'd be going ballistic. You haven't made a peep about the Dodgers payroll." And a dog actually admitted, "You're right. You know what? You're right. I would have." So the Dodgers are now become the Yankees of the 1990s when they out. They really everyone. have. They, they really have. They don't care. They're going to spend. And the Yankees, meanwhile, don't want to spend. I mean, they don't want to spend excessively. And um, and and you look back at those 90 Yankee teams. No one's remembering the payroll. You know what Nobody I mean? remembers the payroll. They just remember the championships. That's it. Nobody cares about the luxury tax. I don't have to pay it. There's no salary cap. You don't have to like that. You don't have to like jettison a guy to bring in a guy. Yeah. Not the NBA where you have to like m- trade a guy or you, to make the money work. You don't want just pay if you want. You want you don't want to pay the luxury tax. Don't pay it. So, but I thought the Yankees had a good trade deadline. I don't know how you felt about it, but I liked. Uh, I, I really liked Anthony Rizzo, especially because you kept him away from Boston. And the Yankees didn't spend a dime for somehow these teams were able to pay the, send the Yankees cash to pay off the contract so that the Yankees didn't give away any of their top 10 prospects. Nope. I love Rizzo. Um, Joey Gallo is another swing and miss guy, strikes out a ton. He's not – uh, he's Older athletic guy. at least. He's athletic. Play left field, play center, right. Uh, mm-hmm. But they do need some left-handed thunder. And listen, you know what? The Yankees' schedule is very soft over the next three weeks. Lots of Orioles, lots of uh, Kansas City. You know, there's there's some winnable games. I mean, then they go and lose last night. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I was happy with the uh, That's what I thought about years. my team. I thought, okay, before the Mets uh, in two weeks go play the Dodgers and the Padres, okay, we've got the Marlins and the Car- and the, the Reds. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my team is – maybe the first place Mets are, are, one of, are one of the soft teams. I don't know. 
Did you turn off the games at all this weekend? I didn't talk to you. When yeah, you, I turned on. I turned off uh, yet last night's game late. Yeah, and at four to one, aggravating. At four to one tonight, I'm against a crappy quadruple A Marlins team. Um, I down four to one. I'm very close to turning that off. And you know what? They got a gift on Saturday night when they were playing the Reds. When the Reds bullpen blew a ninth inning lead with two outs down to their final strike, the John Doolittle yeah. hangs a slider to Dom Smith, who singles the seven, and they win the game. In the, in the, the Mets always the who the Mets always kill, and I figured this is the one time that he's going to get he's going to get out of it. And of course, they yeah. racked him again. Yeah, uh, so. but again, that we go on all night. But and I thought the other thing was, uh, if we're going to stay local, real quick to put a bow on this, if you want to. Um, I thought the Red Sox. I was surprised they didn't do more to fortify something. Kyle Schwarber. And he's never played first base because they have J.D. Martinez as a D.H. He's so a D.H. Can, Finally yeah. gets straight to He's a D.H. You know, first to Cubs in the Nationals. We've said it. He's a D.H. who, who finally gets to go to an American League team. Yep. And he's got he goes to an American League team who's, who's got one of the best D.H.'s, you know, every day in the lineup. And he's a right-handed hitter in Fenway, which Fenway is not a, a power alley uh, right field is a poke for a left-handed power hitter. Yeah, no, I agree. So you hide him strange, in left field, strange deal. play him at first, but you're right. They have hurt. They needed a pitcher, and they didn't come through. But again, these these teams, like you said, they're not going to give away. And, and real quick, we'll double back. You know, I think that we hit the trade deadline. The Mets didn't sign their top pick in the draft, which who sent something Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker, uh, one of the few pit players I'd heard about. I actually knew the name going into the draft because I don't know any of these guys, especially if they're high school kids or college kids. Decorated college pitcher was supposed to go last year. I guess he might have been – he was thought to maybe be the number one draft pick in the amateur draft. He goes – he, quote-unquote, falls 10th to the Mets a couple weeks ago. They had until Sunday at 5 to sign him, and they don't sign him, and it just – it's been weird. This rarely happens. Yeah, The Mets don't lack for money, but it, if you read – and I've read a bunch of it because it just seems weird to me. They found something in his MRI with his elbow and maybe his shoulder that they didn't like. And I was one of the ones that said, well, do you, are you sure you still don't want to, like, take a chance? Yep. They didn't take a chance. So now they get an extra, like, the 11th pick in next year's draft, which who the hell knows what that is, especially with, you know, minor leaguers and high school players. Not minor leaguers, college players and high school players. So it it was bad all around. It was an S show all the way around. The Mets looked dumb. I think Rocker's agent, Scott Boris, probably overplayed his hand. I don't – it just – it was a – and the kid who the person who really just gets screwed because Major League Baseball system is so dumb is this kid Rocker. Now he can't he can go back to college. He yep. can't be drafted or signed with another team that says, "Hey, we'll take a chance." So he's got to wait a whole another year to have a chance to go into Major League Baseball. I agree. I don't know what the Mets are doing. I, I just I think the uh, Mets have had a tough uh, week. It is. It's been tricky. All right, we got to take a time out. You have a long list of birthdays. One I had to add to the list. I know. I know. Yeah. But we got a lot of those. Um, we'll talk about the Olympics. MTV turns 40. I saw that this past week. That's, uh, you, you keep throwing these things that are making me feel old, Brian. And I'm blaming that made you. me feel old. I know. It's your fault. It's your yeah, fault. it's my, my fault. Well, come on. Balderdash. Right. Read this. We'll come back right after. All right. Let's talk about all as well. You need a good night's sleep, especially as you get older. Older. Also believes in the power of a good night's sleep. They design mattresses to make good sleep accessible to all. The Allswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology, combining the best of both worlds, memory foam, and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Their goal is to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury. 
The result is the Oswald Queen mattress, which starts as low as $345. It's a pretty great price for a mattress. Uh, and between now and uh, August 12th, so you get a little time here. Now that August 12th, they got a little back-to-school shopping thing going on here. So if you use the promo code BTS, as in back-to-school, BTS15, you can get 15% off all mattresses, bedding, bath, and bath products at oswellhome.com with the promo code BTS15. So remember that promo code, shop. You know, it's never too early to start shopping for back to school, especially once August rolls around. So between now and August 12th, use the promo code BTS15 at oswellhome.com. Shop, get 15% off your mattresses, bedding, or bath at oswellhome.com. Sleep well and save. So you're watching the Olympics still. My kids, my wife are watching it at night. They're probably watching it when they get home tonight, a little bit of it. I, I'm not interested. Uh, I've caught some of the swimming, which I've enjoyed. I think we talked about that last week. But other than that, Brian, I can't get into the U.S. women's soccer team lost. I don't know if mm-hmm. your family watched that. What were your thoughts? My daughter's been watching every night, but she keeps it real simple. She just watches uh, on the network like around 8 o'clock when the primetime programmer comes on. And she watches for a little while. She's into it. Um which good for her, my oldest daughter. Yeah. My youngest daughter, not so much. The eight-year-old, not so much. Um, so it's probably fine for her because she doesn't online. She doesn't know that some of these events happened 12 hours ago. I'm really not into it. I'm serious. I mean, I'm not I'm not digging it. I don't – you know, it's the same thing I have any time the Olympics have been held the last several years, a couple decades, when especially when it's, the time zones are so great. Everything is tailor-made. It's made for TP programming. It's impossible not to know about an event if you want to watch it. Yep. If you have a casual interest in something, like it's been so long since this is relevant, but like boxing used to be a big deal. And like, I think some of the boxing with the U.S. fighters was like two o'clock in the morning live, but didn't get replayed. So it's like, you know, man, yep. or watching U.S. versus who'd we beat? We, who the U.S. beat in hoops? Uh, Spain, I think. Like, okay, I'll watch that. Spain's got a good ball club. But I'd watch it like if I was sitting around tonight and getting frustrated with the Mets and click over and watch a few minutes of it, see how we're doing. We keep doing that. How they're doing. Yeah. I'm not staying up or DVRing the U.S. versus Spain quarterfinal game at 2 o'clock in the morning. No, me so neither. I'm a grumpy old man, but, you know, we're probably not the audience, Eric. I hate to say that, but we're probably not the audience. Well, who is? Because the ratings are way down. So. Well, we used, the, the thing back in the day was that, that, you know, they said they catered to a female audience, particularly in the Winter, on the winter Olympics of some of the ice skating, which I think that's kind of. I hope yep. that's an antiqu- I hope that's an antiquated way of thinking because you know my daughter likes to watch all the stuff. Um, other than that, I think the ratings are way down just because there's a general lack of interest. Um, I think people are. I don't know if they're taking out on viewership, but I think people are still a little annoyed, myself included, that they're even holding them right now, given what's going on in the world with COVID. And I do think the time difference it hurts because we're we're our attention spans are shorter. I mean, my eight year old, maybe my eight year old's right. She'd rather watch something on Netflix and maybe my 10 year olds of a child of the past that she's going to sit up and watch tape delayed sports. So we got other stuff to do, dude. We get, I get, get Netflix shows to watch. No, it's true. We all do, man. Well, one thing we did watch growing up and that was MTV, man. I don't know about you, but when MTV came out, Brian, I used to watch that every day. That was, that was my go-to channel. When I got home from school, I'd pop on MTV. It's hard to believe. I told my kids the other day, you know, they used to play music videos on MTV. <laughs> like, what's a music video? Oh, now it's all on TikTok. Want to see your favorite artist? You go to TikTok. Man. That's uh, and, and, we were, and like I was a kid, it was a big deal. Like our cable system for like the first couple of years, we didn't have MTV where yeah. I lived. And I had like cousins come to visit me from like Jersey or something. They're telling me about MTV. Like, what's the deal with our cable company? And then yeah. you finally get it in like, like 1983, like two years later. 
I watch way too much of that crap. And MTV with those VJs and Martha Quinn and yeah, and JJ Jackson, Julia oh, Brown, late, downtown late J- Julie Brown, late JJ Jackson. Yeah, and but like the same videos over and over and over. But that's there's a whole way of marketing music. You know, we 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 I still when you hear songs on the radio now, if you're our age, at yep. least me, you still what comes in your mind is the video. Yeah, well, the bungles I heard on Sirius XM on Classic Rewind the other day, the video killed the radio spot. The first the ever video, video played play. on MTV. And I actually told my kids that this is the this and they're looking at the car radio going video. What are you talking about that song? Who cares? Oh. What are you talking about? Who cares? I can yeah, watch this exactly. anytime I want. Exactly. So but yeah, forty years old was definitely something that made us. August first, nineteen eighty one, made me feel old. Wow. The, the rocket ship with the MTV logo, the man on the moon with the. MTV and they did flag. that like uh, MTV News of Kurt Loader. I think Love we did Kurt Loader. We did, we did Kurt Loader's a bir- yeah, and he's like late seventies, which made us also feel old. And then, like the VJ was it? I'm trying to think of someone more recent. Kennedy is now like a Fox News correspondent. Oh, great! <laughs> Glad she was able to parlay that gig into something meaningful. Wow. Oh, please! Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Alan Hunter. I follow mm-hmm. Alan Hunter, the VJ, on Twitter. He's a good Twitter follow. Yeah, he's on the Classic Rewind. He does a morning show. I think. Oh, he does. Okay, good yeah. for him. We'll see. That's good. He's a radio guy. So and, yeah. And these guys are all knowledgeable too. And I'll turn it on once in a while and I'll listen to it because. They tell good stories because they met a lot of those people when they were doing those videos or doing promotional tours. Like it's a different world back then, you know, but it is what it is now. You know, but and the influence of this, we're making light of it, but it did have a huge influence on just popular culture. And when we were kids growing up, you know, one of my favorite shows, at least the first couple of years, then it got sort of, but you know, you've said like, I love Miami Vice when I was a kid, at least the first couple of years. And if you've read anything about that show and NBC back in the mid eighties, I, for, I think Brandon Tartikoff was the guy who was the charge of entertainment for NBC. And his whole, his directive was give me MTV, give me an M, I'm paraphrasing here, give me an MTV cop show. Yep. And that's kind of what it was. He was right. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that led to cop rock several years later, but let's not, let's not do that right now. Listen, Starsky and Hutch was the original MTV. <laughs> let's just call it like it is. So. Yeah, a track cop show. Exactly. All right, we're going to take one more time out because we have a long list of birthdays. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think I have seven of them, right? That sounds about right. I stopped counting. The math gets hard after a while. All right, we're going to do that next after you read this, Brian. All right, save yourself a trip to the market. You know, you don't want to go grocery sometimes, but you need some food. Instacart help you. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour for some customers. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area who shop and deliver groceries from your favorite store. Multiple stores are available. Shop all your favorite stores on a single order so you can use your local stores when you have an Instacart.com account. You get the products you love from your local stores, and when you start using Instacart, those shoppers will start learning your preferences. Find out what you shop for on a regular basis, what brands you shop for on a regular basis, and pretty soon they'll start looking for deals and highlighting deals to help you save money. And hey, some good news with Instacart. I've been telling you for months and months and months that you can get free delivery in your first order of over 35 bucks wrong well i'm wrong now now when you sign up for instacart.com you get free delivery on your first order of over 10 bucks so that's a great deal because when how often do you go to the grocery store without at least spending 10 bucks <laughs> not often my friend not often so listen up I'm telling you what to do go on to any one of our webs go to one of any one of our episodes on our website edbc podcast at buzzsprout.com click on any one of our episodes You'll see the link for Instacart.com. Click on that link. Sign up for the Instacart.com account. It takes three minutes, maybe. 
uh, and start saving. And, you know, the first time you use this app, you can get free delivery of your, on your first order of over 10 bucks. Instacart, shop and save from home. Yeah, 10 bucks at the grocery store. Yeah, okay. Give okay. me a break. So our, hey. our crack uh, EDBC podcast birthday staff put together a long list. Of course, I had to chew them out because the three or four people we have working for us are not on uh-huh, the right. game. I, uh, watched, I watched a PBS documentary this weekend that premiered this week on the great buddy guy. I think it was the American Masters uh, yeah, I, segment, whatever that is. But That's a good series. I haven't seen the one on Buddy Guy, but I've seen the one on Miles Davis and a couple others. It's very good. I've seen Buddy Guy in concert several times. He is uh-huh. a, a class act. I caught a pic from him at a show. Got an autographed poster at home that my lovely wife framed for me. And a nice oh. So I love me some Buddy Guy. I've seen him a bunch of times, and he is a great, great guy. And I'm going to tell you, I know how old he was because I – Again, I complained to our you co- yeah you 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 our research it. department. You were cracking the whip. Yep, but Buddy Guy turned eighty-five years old, and Brian he will be playing a fall club date, uh, New York City, November second, at a place I've never been to before. The name escapes me. But I've already looked at tickets because he's eighty-five, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I wouldn't mind seeing him one more. And you're going into it. You feel okay doing that? And you'll feel you. I mean, who knows? That's that is very tricky. Okay, I sh- I'm not trying to be Mr. Yeah, no, no, Don the right. Downer here. So yeah, we didn't get into that. You know, we had a uh, my my both my kids play hockey, and uh, there was a parent meeting the other day, and they were talking about uh, the idea of having my son play in a tournament, maybe in Nashville in January. And I said, I think we're putting the horse a little bit ahead of the cart. Yeah, financially, well, first of all. Second yeah. of all, I don't know if I want to head south or Tennessee. I hear you, man. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, man, I hope you get a buddy guy in a club in New York City. If it's a good setting, I hope it happens for you. I'll wear a damn mask and drink beers right through the mask and watch. I know you will. You, you're you not afraid to use a straw. I'm not. I'm not. So that's All right, the let's first move one. On. You, let's one. go to the music one. Go ahead. What do you got? A couple more of your favorites. I know I'm pretty sure you'd love this band. Or, or, or when I say loved, I mean, do you hate? Now, you know who Joe Elliott is? Lead singer Def Leppard. Right. <laughs> hey, how about that? Well, nice little segue because they were big stars of MTV back in the day. Huge. I mean, that if you that Pyromania album, was that what it was? No, wait. Which one is the Force of Sugar? Uh, there's like two versions of Def Le- There's like there's like two chapters of Def Leppard, both which fit in nicely into the video, the music video age. There is the early part of the MTV story where like uh, Pyromania came out in 1983, which is a huge album. Yeah. And it got a lot, like three videos, which got a lot of play. I actually really like, I actually really like that. Album. Big hits off that album. Yeah. yeah. Good, like, like good, like hard, like not super hard, but like, like, you know, hard rock kind of radio friendly, FM radio friendly, hard rock. Then they took about four years off. Their drummer had a very bad accent, lost his arm, but he was able to come back and keep playing. They came back with an album. I forget the name of it, but it was like not it's quite good. the same music. A lot of poppy kind of crap music, but very popular on MPV. Just my two opinions. So yeah, they went through the, like the pyromania, and then they came back a few years later, and they were big with like pour some sugar with on me or whatever the hell that yes. was. It was on MTV all the time, and I still if I hear Rocket, that song again. All that stuff I can do without hearing pour some sugar on me ever yeah. again. Oh. But yeah, huge, huge MTV act. Uh, one of the bands that even said Joe Elliott, if he were here celebrating his birthday with us, he would say like they owe a hell of a lot to MTV. And Joe Elliott is how old? Fifty eight. He is 62. All right. I was a little off there. All right, Joel. And the next one, who we got on the next one? Chuck D. Of Public Enemy Chuck D? Yep. 
I told you he uh, he actually follows me on Twitter. How about that? Who wouldn't follow you on your on Twitter? You're the Connecticut Sports Broadcaster of the Year. And let's just put it this put it out there that he followed me first. I followed him back, and I'm too reluctant to send him a, a direct message. Try to get him on this show. How about that? that I'll do it. I don't know him. I'll send anybody anything. I'm too afraid. But I, I told many you times I've been rejected trying to get people on this show. I don't care. 1994, University of Connecticut covered him. He was speaking at the Jorgensen Auditorium on the campus, and he walked okay. in, walked up to the stage. I was covering it for uh, the, the, the the school newspaper, and I volunteered. I was a sports writer, but I said I want to go see Chuck D. Sat in the front row. He walked out of the stage and he said couple hundred people in there or maybe maybe five who knows he walks on the stage and said man when my agent told me i had to go speak at the speak at yukon i said i won't say the word he said f i don't want to go to alaska that's how he started the speech wow so that's chuck d like the potato okay yeah well uh, (laughs) how old is chuck d Uh, i might be bothered by this one because i'm not I don't want him to be old. Well, a little bit of a trick question. Uh, Again, I'm going to say he's 60. Uh, No, he, along with Joe Elliott, he is 62. All right. I didn't want to say 62, but I I, I didn't think he was 50 either. And later on, MTV, again, MTV had some heavy rap presence early, later on, but earlier that you saw no rap music on MTV. Do you, have you, have you uh, played any of the rap music for your children? Just curious. Too young? Not really, but my because I'm not a huge rap person or hip hop person. But it, it's they've already sort of. But there are songs when we were there are songs when we were growing up that were. They wrote a few of them, yeah. and they they've taken hip hop dance lessons. Yeah, and I've already you know, got the I've already had my girls have already done some fronting and some they've my both of them have written some rap songs and they love taking hip hop dance. Yeah. So, but they're like more likely to be like, I told you they. I, they listen to some Van Halen. I'm like, I don't like this as much as the Glee version. So yeah. I got that going for me. Now, anyway, you, Chuck threw, D, you made him sleep outside that night, I hope. Uh, I slept outside. Uh, so, you know, but the, we played, we listened to Fight the Power in the car as a family. Really? Yes. Interesting. I, and I was clicking along, clicking them through the channels on satellite, and that was on, and I made the children. Okay. Anyway, you got another rapper who kind of, a yeah. one-hit, kind of a one-hit wonder, right? He was kind of a one-hit wonder, but you know, we all—I don't even though it's a one-hit wonder, we all know Coolio, right? Well, I think your dog likes him. I know that. Yeah, great what, timing what you, as always. What, what do you got? All the doors open in the house. He's barking at everybody that walks by. What is going on here? Yeah, it's probably something going on there. Probably, uh, probably some delivery man or something. Although it's nine o'clock at night. So your kids, your kids are trying to get in the house, and he's barking. Yeah, I told him to use the back door. Uh, Coolio. I want to say Coolio's like our age. Is he forty-eight? Hell no, dude. He's fifty-eight. Oh my God! All right, that that's a bad one. That's I did a whole bunch of like music from like '80s and '90s, so we'll fly through the next few. One, we have one yeah. more left in the sort of music thing going on here. Lead singer uh, of Counting Crows, the worst kind of crows. <laughs> Adam Duritz. Yes, Adam you're a big Duritz. Black Crows fan, and you're not such a big Counting Crows fan. No, and you want to the difference between my my wife and I? She's Counting Crows. I'm Black Crows. There you go. I gotcha. I hear that. He's he's our age. He's forty nine. No, he was oh, like, I always say the college, the crowning crows is coming out right after around the end of college or the end of college. So he is 57. Oh my God. See, that's why I threw him in there. I'm, Otherwise, I'm like, edit, oh, I'm editing these two birthdays out. You do all the work. I just do the editing. So I'm going to edit those two birthdays out. So all right. Make a couple more to make us feel. So I'm going to make a more. clean edit. Make, Brian, what's the next birthday? 
All right, another one, like more 80s and 90s, but he's been around forever. I like him. Lawrence Fishburne. Who is, well, his best role, obviously, Mr. Clean. Yep. Who I think he was, he lied about his age to get on that movie. I think he was 15 years older. He was like 14 or 15. Yeah. Playing an 18-year-old from the Bronx. Jeez, yep. Uh, and that, so uh, let me do some math here. So think about that because it's a little tricky. That movie, was, that movie came out was, was filmed years before it came out yeah it came out in 79 but it wasn't like 76 76 that I'm is correct fishburn is, oof, is he 62 very close that would have been a 62 trifecta but he is 60 all right i'm not sure if i'm surprised by that or not and then just to like put a little cap on the 80s stuff for tonight yeah uh do you know who tempest bledsoe is she's the young uh, she's the middle child from the cosby show She's yeah. If you middle want to daughter. Through, yeah, the middle daughter. If you like, yeah, the middle daughter. The I guess. Wait, the Vanessa was that her name? Vanessa. It was Vanessa. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I don't know how old she. She older than us. She older than us. She uh, yes and no. So she's older than me, but not older than you. Forty-nine. Is forty? Oh no, she's younger than both of us because she just turned turned forty-eight. Forty-eight. All right. She's 48 years old. Uh, that, that was a very challenging list. Your dog is not happy with my birthday picks. Here. He does. He isn't. You have to edit this out later. <laughs> that was the, the second channel of audio, the dog barking I'll get out. Yes. When we, the when we later at night, he gets, uh, he gets frustrated. Like, come on, I'm tired already. Got to go bark at a squirrel. He's watching. You got him watching the Met game. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So I think we hit all anything else on the list I left off, Brian. No, I mean, uh, we didn't, I, I, I purposely didn't get into too much. I know NBA free agency just started yesterday and the Knicks are, Knicks are already doing weird things with money, but I didn't want to get into that. We can get to that at a later date. So that's about it. I think Olympics, uh, Mets are fighting back four, three was four, one. So you're happy about that. You painted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a little rally and it'll all work out well in the end. Well, listen, we're all pulling for you, Brian, because happy <laughs> Brian Coleman is a good Brian. Much like we pull for you, Eric, because as we all know, we, there's no bigger underdog story than the New York Yankees. So we hope that you have some sunshine in your baseball. Oh, I thought life. you were talking about me. Oh, no, we know that. <laughs> no, you're good. You're fine. You've got nothing to complain about. Right, well, let's, so listen, I'm trying to um, – I am I am available next Sunday or Monday for you, so I won't blow you off. I, I'm on the clock here at work. So I, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, hook up with you at some point. Outstanding. The following yeah. week, I'm uh, going to be bouncing around on vacation. The following week, my brother gets married. Oh. August. Very busy. Very exciting. All right. Well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll uh, looking forward well, to you it. know, it's August. We'll work around your very business, personal, and professional schedule. Maybe I'll do a people... podcast from the wedding. How about that? What do you think? I think, should, yeah, after the reception, right after. Yeah. I, yeah. No. It's an open bar. It wasn't one of these like weddings I've gone to, like some parts of New England where, like, you know, something's no. in the back. You get your drinks off the back of a pickup. No, it's a classy it's affair. Way, it's the only way my family can tolerate each other by being drunk. So Outstanding. All right. That'll be a good podcast. All right, go back to watching the uh, track and field events and the uh, badminton, the two-woman volleyball, or whatever the hell goes on. Yep, and the water polo, sure. Yep. Say hello to the missus and the kids. Good luck with all that. All righty. We'll do this again soon. Yeah, that'll do it for this edition of the EDBC Podcast. He's Brian. I'm Eric. Brian, say goodbye. See ya.